0: Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast for intermediate to advanced level English learners. Christmas and New Year are popular holidays celebrated across the world. Today I want to talk about some of the more unusual ways to celebrate during the winter season. What is the weirdest holiday tradition? Let's talk about this today while learning some new vocabulary. You can find the full transcript of today's episode for free over on the Thinking in English blog. Check out my Instagram page and my YouTube channel, both making lots of great content. Join the Thinking in English conversation club over on Patreon. And leave me a rating or review wherever you are listening right now. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on my blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. Tradition. Tradition. A way of behaving or belief that has been established for a long time, as in, It is a Western tradition for brides to wear white. Weird. Weird. Very strange and unusual, unexpected or not natural. For example, her boyfriend's a bit weird, but she's nice. Unique. Unique. Being unusual or special in some way. For instance, I'd recognise your handwriting anywhere. It's unique. To decorate. To decorate. To add something to an object or place, especially in order to make it more attractive. For example, He decorated his Christmas tree with lights and stars. To poop. To poop. To pass solid waste from the body. As in, Your dog pooped outside my house. Mischief. Mischief. Behaviour that is slightly bad, but is not intended to cause serious harm or damage. For example, he needs a hobby to keep him busy and stop him from getting into mischief. Oblivious. Oblivious. Not conscious of something, especially what is happening around you. As in, he was oblivious to his friends' feelings. Obscure, obscure. Not known to many people. For example, he only likes obscure bands. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. It is almost the end of 2022. And once again, we are entering a festive time of the year. Christmas, New Year, Hanukkah, the Jewish holiday, and many other festivals are about to take place around the world. I know a lot of you won't be Christian, but learning about traditions around the globe is fascinating. And there are a lot of fascinating Christmas traditions. In the UK, We eat roast turkey, mince pies and puddings made of dried fruit and spices, and lots of chocolate. We watch the royal family give speeches, decorate our houses with trees and stars, lights and angels. We meet our family, listen to Christmas songs and eat far too much. I think a lot of places have similar traditions, maybe with different foods or styles of decorations. Some places have incredibly unique, maybe even weird traditions. And these are what I want to talk about today. What is the weirdest holiday tradition in the world? I've selected three unique Christmas traditions and one New Year celebration that are all strange in their own way. They each have unique backstories, cultural meanings and probably seem strange for people who haven't grown up with these traditions. From fried chicken to spider webs, let's discuss these traditions and learn vocabulary at the same time. Christmas KFC in Japan Christmas food varies across the world from roast meat and fish, to cakes, fruits and desserts, most places will eat a lot of food during the holidays. One place with a very unique Christmas food tradition is Japan. In Japan, people like to eat KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, on Christmas Day. It might seem strange to eat fast food, especially from an American fast food chain like KFC on Christmas Day. But for millions of Japanese people, this is the reality. KFC stores in Japan can have up to 10 times more customers than usual on December 25th. I've witnessed it myself. Last Christmas, I was in Tokyo and I saw long lines of people waiting to pick up their Christmas meal. People order fried chicken days, sometimes weeks early. And it is a really unique tradition. Japan is not a Christian country. Christmas is not a holiday in Japan. And it is seen as more of a commercial event rather than a cultural or religious festival. In other words, in Japan, Christmas is focused on decorations and buying things, not on the deeper religious meaning. New Year is the important holiday in Japan, the important winter holiday anyway. Christmas is spent with friends, girlfriends and boyfriends, while New Year is for family. But this doesn't explain how KFC became the food of choice for Japanese people on Christmas Day. The story of how KFC became associated with Christmas in Japan is a lesson for all marketing and business people listening right now. In 1970, the first KFC opened in Japan. That year, the manager of the store heard some foreigners complaining that it was impossible to find Christmas food in the country, and he came up with a great idea. Kentucky for Christmas. KFC would offer a party set of fried chicken on Christmas Day as a form of special Christmas food, the first in Japan. There were no Christmas traditions in Japan at this time. It was a Buddhist and Shinto country. KFC were the first people, the first company to promote a tradition. As they were the first to promote Christmas food in Japan, they used adverts to tell millions of people that fried chicken was the best food to eat on the day. And they were very successful. In a non-Christian country where people like to celebrate events but don't have the day off work to cook, a bucket of fried chicken is an easy and tasty thing to share. KFC were the first to target the Japanese audience at Christmas, and now it seems natural to eat fried chicken for millions of people. Ukraine and Christmas spider webs? Decorating houses is a big part of Christmas and holiday celebrations around the world. From Christmas trees covered in shiny tinsel, lights, stars and baubles, to miniature figures of Jesus and his family. There are a lot of Christmas decorations out there. I found a quick list of popular Christmas decorations in the UK and USA. It included things like figures of Santa, snowmen, reindeer and angels, candles, trees, Christmas stockings and wreaths. If you were from Ukraine, there might be a slightly more unique decoration on your list. Spider webs. That's right, spider webs, or cobwebs as they're sometimes called in the UK. Made by spiders to live in, move around, and capture their food. Most of us probably tried to remove any spider webs from our houses before the holidays. But in Ukraine, spider webs are part of Christmas tradition. Ukrainians consider the spider web to be good luck. They will often decorate Christmas trees with artificial spiderwebs as a way of encouraging luck and fortune for the next year. How did this become a tradition? Well, let me tell you a short story, a short Ukrainian legend. Long ago, there was a woman living with her children in a tiny old house. Outside of the house, a pine tree started to grow. The children were so excited that they could have a Christmas tree in the future. So they cared for the tree to make sure it grew to be big, strong and healthy. However, the family were poor. They couldn't afford decorations and went to bed sad on Christmas Eve that their tree would be without decoration on Christmas Day. The spiders living in the old house heard the children crying. So during the night, the spiders created the most beautiful webs all over the tree. In the morning, as the children woke, they found their tree decorated in these beautiful webs. As the sunlight hit the tree, the webs would shine like gold and silver, as if by magic. The poor family didn't feel so poor anymore. And this is why Ukrainians today like to decorate their Christmas trees with spiderwebs. Kagane, the Christmas pooper. Ukraine is not the only place to have a unique Christmas decoration. Catalonia, a region in the northeast of Spain, has one of the most unusual A lot of Christian countries will have a type of decoration called a nativity scene. A nativity scene is a model representing the birth of Jesus, or the nativity, with different people, animals, angels and features of the Bible represented. Both my parents and grandparents have nativity scenes in their houses during Christmas, and some places will have large models in public buildings. What is usually included in the nativity scene? Well, almost all of them will have figures representing the baby Jesus, his mother Mary, and her husband Joseph. And other common characters include sheep, shepherds, angels, donkeys, stars, and models of a barn. Catalonia adds a unique character to the nativity scene. Cagane. I apologise for my pronunciation already. (laughs) Cagane has to be seen to be believed. It is a pooping figure. A character going to the toilet in the nativity scene. The word Cagane literally means pooper in the Catalan language. Usually... The figure will have his pants around his ankles, be bending over or squatting down, and going to the toilet. In Catalan areas, the Cagane is a common and much-loved figure. But how did a pooping figure become a Christmas icon? The Cagane started appearing in nativity scenes in Catalonia hundreds of years ago, but no one really knows why he is pooping. One theory is that it is a symbol of fertility, good luck and good health. Another theory is that the Kagane represents evil and mischief, the opposite of the good in the rest of the nativity. Today, the Kagane is still popular and people collect figures of him. However, not everyone loves the cheeky character. When Barcelona decided to not include him in their nativity scene a few years ago, local people were angry and successfully had him return a year later. Dinner for One in Germany. The final tradition I want to talk about is a bit different to the past three. First, it's not a Christmas tradition but a New Year tradition. And second, It doesn't seem weird on first glance, but it is something that has confused me since I first heard about it 10 or maybe 12 years ago. Every year, on New Year's Eve, families across Germany gather together to watch an old comedy on TV. This isn't that strange. TV traditions are common around the world. But the comedy Germans traditionally watch is what I find interesting. This German New Year tradition, maybe the most popular New Year tradition in Germany, is to watch an old black and white British comedy that no British person has ever watched. It is called Dinner for One and I'll leave a link to a version on YouTube. It's only 10 minutes long. Um, And it will be on the transcript of this podcast. So link is in the description. It is a English comedy skit filmed in the 1960s. The elderly Miss Sophie is throwing a birthday party and has invited all of her friends, but is apparently oblivious to the fact all her friends have been dead for many years. Miss Sophie's butler, her servant, is responsible for serving food to the guests and drinking their drinks. As the dinner goes on, he gets drunker and drunker. Many German people will know this comedy so well that they can repeat the lines word for word. It is watched every year by millions of people. But in the English-speaking world, no one has watched it. How did an obscure English comedy sketch become the most popular tradition in Germany? Well, A Dinner for One was originally written in the 1920s and was designed to be performed on stage. In 1962, a German entertainer saw it being performed in a club in the north of England and loved it so much that he invited the actors to record it for his TV show in Germany. People in Germany loved this performance and it was regularly repeated on TV in the 1960s before becoming a regular New Year show in the 1970s. It is shown in other European countries as well, including Switzerland, Austria and Scandinavia. And in 2017, apparently 12 million Germans watched it on New Year's Day. Despite it being so popular in the German-speaking world, no one in England knows about this show. It has never been filmed for English TV, and until two or three years ago, had never been broadcast in the UK. In fact, when a German TV station asked the BBC if they had ever thought about showing it in the UK, the BBC responded that they had never even heard of the show. Maybe the most popular Christmas or New Year show in Germany, the BBC had never even heard of it. And to me, this is weird. It is weird that Germany is in love with an English comedy sketch that English speakers have no idea about. So here is today's final thought. Thank you for listening to Thinking in English in 2022. This is probably the last episode I will release this year. I'm going to take the final week of the year off before starting again at the beginning of January. I just want to say thank you for all of the support over the past 12 months. I can't start to describe how much you have changed my life. A year ago, I had nothing. I was a research student who didn't like what I was doing and had a podcast with no listeners. Today, there are tens of thousands of people who listen to me, support me and have helped me turn thinking in English potentially into my job. There are now over 150 of you subscribed to Patreon joining our conversation groups and listening to bonus episodes. There are, I think, 33,000 people on Spotify who listen to me more than any other podcast. And I was a top 10 podcast for 250,000 people on Spotify, which is crazy. I'm sure there are thousands of you also on Apple and other podcast platforms. So thank you, everyone, so much for listening to me this year everyone who has subscribed to me on Instagram, everyone who has subscribed to my new YouTube channel, the support is incredible. There are so many times where I have thought, oh, why don't I just quit? Only to receive a positive, happy, encouraging message on Instagram and me to think, okay, I'm going to carry on. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to turn this into my career turn this into a business that can actually support my life i'm not quite there yet but hopefully by the end of 2023 thinking in english will be my full-time job and if you keep subscribing to patreon if you keep listening if you keep supporting me on instagram and on youtube then i can make that my reality so thank you all so much for this year uh, If you want to continue to support Thinking in English, you can do on Patreon, like I said. Join our conversation club. It's a great deal. I'm currently running a discount, uh, 16% off, uh, so two months free, if you join for a year right now. That means you can join our conversation group for less than $1 a day. Not a day, $1 a week, sorry, not $1 a day, less than $1 a week, which is incredible less than one dollar a week so join now annually Uh, the price will be increasing in january probably doubling and the discount will also be slightly less so the best time to join is right now join now go join the conversation club also subscribe to me on youtube Uh, we've over a thousand subscribers on youtube releasing different videos over there hopefully 2023 will be a big year for our youtube channel maybe even start to make me a, a little bit of money on YouTube as well, which would be awesome. I've had a few messages recently asking me if I do this all by myself. And when it comes to the podcast, yes, I I don't have a script writer, I don't have an editor, I don't have someone in charge or responsible or giving me giving me help in this sense, which a lot of other podcasts do and I don't. Maybe I should get one in the future, but The podcast is is all myself. I'm currently recording this at 1am in the morning. Um, But I do have help. So I want to say a big thank you to Nathan. Nathan's fantastic English on Instagram. Go and follow him over there. Nathan has been great. He is the person behind the YouTube channel. He takes my audio and he makes the graphics and the videos and uploads everything on YouTube. He also makes the shorts and some of the Instagram reels. And I don't think anyone follows me on TikTok, but I do have a TikTok page as well. Uh, So you can watch my TikTok, but that's Nathan. So Nathan makes all of that stuff. And also a big thank you to Thomas Brock. Uh, Thomas was a guest on the podcast. In fact, the first ever guest on the podcast. And along with Nathan, they have been helping with the conversation group. So when you join the Thinking in English Conversation Club, you're also getting access to two other qualified English teachers. In fact, more qualified than I am. So Nathan and Thomas, Thomas W. Brock on Instagram. Nathan's Fantastic English on Instagram. Uh, Go and follow them and show them some love and support and say thank you for helping keep thinking in English going and giving me ideas and support uh, with all of the stuff that's been going on this year. So I don't really know what else to say. Thank you so much for 2022. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I will see you all in 2023 for a new year full of growth, learning education and development.